What's going on guys, and welcome back to the Cinematic Dimension Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and this is where we dive into a new dimension of film or genre each and every episode. Now today is a very special episode because this is the 40th podcast of the Cinematic Dimension. I started this podcast back in 2017 with my college roommate to share my passion in movies. And you know it's been a crazy two years of many highs and a few lows, but one constant has been the same. And that's the cinematic dimension. And while I do wish at times there was more episodes or guest hosts, I'm very grateful for every listen we get. If the dimension can reach out to just one person and provide a small escape from life, then I think we're doing our job. So here's to 40 more. With that out of the way, today's dimension is going to dive into the legacy of the Rambo dimension. The original franchise that kicked off the action film craze of the 1980s and led by the Italian stallion, the slugger from Philadelphia, the legendary Sylvester Stallone. And with Last Blood coming out this month, I think it's a perfect time to tie in that red bandana and go to war. You don't seem to want to accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare. Are you telling me that 200 men against your boy is a no-win situation for us? You send that money, don't forget one thing. A good supply of body bags. Sylvester Stallone. This time, he's fighting for his life. First Blood. This series has been around for 37 years, which is totally insane. And even crazier, that Rocky has been around for 43 years. But First Blood came out at a time when Sylvester Stallone was struggling to cement his place in Hollywood. Rocky was a major blessing and a curse in that it catapulted his stardom, but every film he chose after 1976 that wasn't titled Rocky pretty much bombed. This is a similar predicament that we're finding the star Chris Hemsworth in today with his Thor Marvel films do amazing, but every other film he chooses bombs tremendously. Rocky 1 and 2 were major hits, but that light was quickly dying out, and Sly really only did First Blood as a last-ditch effort to try and stay as a leading man in the industry. Every actor out there who was a leading man was pretty much offered the role of John J. Rambo, and they ended up declining it before Stallone came on board for the film in 1982. Now, First Blood was a novel written in 1972 by the author of David Morrell. The story followed a Vietnam veteran named Rambo, who had no first name in the book, who mentally breaks down after a small-town police chief harasses him. The book is extremely different than what the film turns out to be. It is very dramatic in dealing with the effects of PTSD and a country that didn't want their soldier back. The film, however, focused more on the action elements of the story. In fact, this film originally had a tremendous amount of dialogue from Rambo that ended up being cut out. Because in the film, Rambo is very much like Mad Max, where he only speaks very little and when he absolutely has to. And that adds to the mystery of the character. While in the book and the script, he can't shut up. Stallone told this story about how the original cut of the film was so unwatchable that he wanted to buy the original film prints and burn them so no one could ever watch this. But then, he decided to cut out all the dialogue of Rambo, and a legend was born. Like I said, he talks like Mad Max, you know, very little. But at the start of the film, for like the first two minutes, when he's trying to find his friend, he talks exactly like Rocky, you know, all happily and mumbling all over the place, like, hey, yo, I ain't too small, you know? 
It's very weird, you know, it's very out of character for, for Rambo. But the second he finds out his friend is dead, there's a switch turned on in his head, and it stays on for the next 40 years. First Blood ended up becoming a blueprint for all action films to follow. The loner being forced into a situation where he needs to fight for his life and mow down some bad guys. Even though Rambo doesn't actually kill anyone in this film, except for this one police cop that fell out of a helicopter on his own. But after this film came out, the genre of action was born. So for all intents and purposes, Stallone was the very first action star. Another fantastic part of this film was the character of Colonel Troutman, played by the great actor Richard Crenna. Troutman is Rainbow's former commanding officer brought in to try and calm him down. But the purpose of this character is to really explain just how lethal of a weapon Rainbow really is. He basically tells the cops, You tried screwing with the best of the best, and now you're paying the consequences. It's, it's just all awesome. But as the series goes on, Troutman becomes almost a father figure for Rambo, which is evident at the end of this film when Rambo finally breaks down. People identify with this Rambo character because his kryptonite is loneliness. At one time or another, we've all felt helpless and alone like we're the only person on this planet. And then those demons start creeping in and giving you excuses to give up. Rambo is that person, that beacon of hope, who despite all, will fight those demons and come out on top and keep moving forward. First Blood is an iconic and important film in cinematic history. It saved Stallone's career and ignited a brand new genre. There's no bad guy, it's not a story of good and evil, it's a battle for your soul. When you're totally alone, do you give in to your demons or do you fight? First Blood being a gigantic hit, and Sly being no stranger to sequels, which at the time weren't as big as they are now. In 1985, we got Rambo. First Blood, Part 2. Expert in light weapons and guerrilla warfare. Sylvester Stallone is back as Rambo. Rambo's the best combat vet I've ever seen. No law, no war can stop him. Sylvester Stallone is back. As Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. Sentenced for his crimes, John J. Rambo is in prison smashing rocks when Colonel Troutman arrives with a way out. Agreed to go back to Vietnam and rescue POWs once thought dead, and Rambo will receive a full pardon. Rambo agrees, and the chaos begins. Does this plot sound familiar? It should, because this is a classic action plot where a guy out of the game has to step back in. It's done so many times now that it has become a trope. But who did it first? Rambo and First Blood Part 2. Part 2 is probably the most recognizable film of the series. Whenever Rambo is mentioned or there is a news headline, you always see Stallone with his shirt off shooting off a grenade launcher in the jungle. It really set up the archetype of the series and how people perceive it today. Guns, bad guys, rage, and explosives. There's some iconic lines in the film like, Burdock, I'm coming for you. And now the Russians become the bad guy even though we're in Vietnam. 
but it's an easy villain for everyone to hate. But Rambo gets a glimmer of hope in the form of the character of Ko, his contact in the jungle. The character of Ko is played by actress Julia Nixon, who is playing a rebel in Vietnam who decides to help out the United States Army. This is the one and only time Rambo can see a life outside of war. He starts to fall for this Vietnamese woman and she falls back. When he tells her, I'm nobody, I'm just a soldier to die for my country. She replies with, You're not expendable, Johnny. A powerful line that many years later inspires Stallone to create the Expendables franchise. A whole franchise created just from one line, You're not expendable. But of course, Ko ends up dying and Rambo is alone once again. This film is famous for many reasons. It established the over-the-top explosive action that has been a mainstay since, and when most people think of Rambo, they think of this film. But in my opinion, it's the coolest looking, but the weakest story. There is no substance to it like the other films, and it has a lot going for it, I'll give it that, but it just doesn't hit the mark for me. It also created this thing I can't stand, where the word Rambo is now its own defined word that stands for someone with out-of-control rage. In TV shows and movies nowadays, and even in real life, you hear people use the term, Whoa, slow down there, Rambo. Don't go all Rambo on me right now. You know, that bothers me a little because this is a misrepresentation of the character. He never willingly goes berserk. He is forced to and is always fighting for something. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Moving on. Part 2 is a major hit and a cultural phenomenon of the 80s. Time for a trilogy with 1988's Rambo 3. This mission's important, John. I want you to come with me to help me lead the team. What do you say, John? I put in my time. What's that mean? It means my war is over. He never draws first blood. He only fights back. The first time was for himself. The second time was for his country. This time... Rambo! Something went wrong. It's for his friend. John Rambo just can't be left alone, even when he finds a sliver of peace living in a monk monastery. Until once again, Troutman finds him and offers a mission. Except this time, Rambo declines, leaving Troutman to go alone on the mission. Before the colonel leaves, he drops his awesome quote on Rambo. Johnny, you're always going to tear away yourself until you come to terms with who you are. Until you come full circle. Which is the theme of the film, accepting who you are. So Troutman goes to do the mission alone, and what happens? He gets captured, which means once again, Rambo has to tie on the red bandana and head into enemy territory. Which this time, takes place in the war zone Afghanistan in the Middle East. In the late 80s, this was a really popular setting to go to. James Bond's The Living Daylights went there as well, because at the time, it was Russia against the Afghan rebels, and America loves to root for the underdog. What we didn't know was that those Afghan rebels turned into the Taliban, which morphed into ISIS. So yeah, it's a little weird to see at the end of this film that it's dedicated to the rebels of Afghanistan. But the conflict with the Russia and Afghan people actually wrapped up a few weeks before this film came out, and that hurt the film a little bit because it was touting old information against the Russias and Afghan people, 
when that conflict was already solved. I have a good time with Rambo 3. A lot don't, including Sly himself, because it toned down the violence and became a more family-friendly, or as family-friendly as you can get with a movie like this. Colonel Troutman even jokes to Rambo at the end of the film. You getting soft, Johnny? Rambo replies with, Just a little, sir. Just a little. You know, and I think it worked out really well. It had a little more fun and added a few more one-liners in there, and Rambo ends with accepting who he is, coming full circle. Between 2 and 3, as well, there was a release of action figures and even a cartoon series based on Rambo made to target children, which again, is another reason they toned down this film. When this film is over too, you're left with wanting more because you feel like they finally found their footing and tone for Rambo. And I would have loved to have seen another Rambo in this era with Stallone in his prime and into the 90s. But as it turns out, we just had to wait 20 years. Stallone struggled through the late 90s and early 2000s, but made a major comeback with 2006's Rocky Balboa, by far, to me, the best Rocky film. Sly gave Rocky a fitting end pre-Creed films and decided to do the same with this part 4 in 2008 simply called Rambo or John Rambo if you watch the extended cut. He is a legend of war. A soldier without a country. You know his name. And you know what he's capable of. When you're pushed, killing's as easy as breathing. Live for nothing, or die for something. Your call. Now going into this film, it is normal to have some concerns. Will this be a throwaway shameful sequel like the latest Die Hards? Who knows? But I was super excited, and what we got was what many believed to be the best film of the franchise. Rambo opens with John, finally left alone, since Troutman probably passed away since he's never mentioned in this film. Rambo is working as a boatman in a small village in Thailand, minding his own business, when a church group approaches him and asks him to take them into the hostile territory of the country of Burma. They tell him they're bringing supplies and gospel to help the hurt people of that country. And Rambo responds to them by saying, You bringing guns? The church guy says, Of course not. Rambo says, You ain't changing nothing. Please, that will help change people's lives. Are you bringing in any weapons? Of course not. You're not changing anything. That has to be one of the best lines in the genre of action right there. So I'm sure you can tell what happens. The church group goes anyway, and they get captured, and of course Rambo decides he has to save them. And this film is brutal, the most violent of them all, and there is blood flying all over the place. Rambo goes back to being more Mad Max-ish, only talking when he has to, and he gets joined by this mercenary crew hired by the church to find the people, and this mercenary crew just writes him off as the boatman, and the chemistry between him and this crew is just awesome. You are on the edge the whole time, and that is due to Stallone's directing, which to this point is the only Rambo film he has directed. 
you still think about that ending when he jumps on the turret gun and literally mows down an entire Burmese army. It's like 15 minutes of just mowing down the army. It's insane. And it's just great. I get excited anytime I get to watch this film. And the director's cut is even better. At the end of the movie, Rambo again goes full circle and realizes it's time to go home. Die for something or live for nothing. And for the first time since 1982, John J. Rambo heads stateside to his home to see his father in Bowie, Arizona. And the credits roll. What an ending. Because just like part 3, you wanted more right away. What happens in Arizona? Does he meet his father? Is his father still alive? How can his father still be alive? So many questions. We could have got those answers right away because the studio greenlit a part 5 right away. But it got delayed for this little film Sly wanted to direct, instead called The Expendables. And we all saw how the highs and lows of that turned out. Sly kept going on a roll throughout the 2010s with Escape Plan, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Grudge Match, and of course the fantastic Creed and Creed 2 films. Every time it seemed like Rambo was getting pushed and pushed, even though he would always talk about it, it still felt like it would never happen. Until finally, waiting over 11 years, we are finally going to get a fifth installment with the crazy good title, Rambo Last Blood. We're dealing with an expert, with guns, with knives, with his bare hands. Rambo was the best. I finally came home. Uncle John! To defend the only family I've ever known. You started this. I'll end it. The story revolves around Rambo taking out the cartel in Mexico after they kidnap his neighbor's daughter in Arizona. Which I live in Arizona, so I'm pretty excited that most of this film is going to take place in Arizona, so that's pretty cool. For fans, this is also a plotline we've known for a while, since 2010 to be exact. There has been other stories thrown around. One was totally out there where scientists create this mega wolf on accident, and it breaks out and goes into the, the forest, and Rambo has to take down the Mega Wolf. That story may still happen with Stallone, just not in the Rambo universe. Then there was talk of a TV show prequel with a younger actor. Thank the gods that didn't happen. But the trailers to this look amazing and in the same vein as Part 4. And with a title of Last Blood, this could really hint at the end of the character's story as well. But it's never say never with Sylvester. Every Rocky seems like it's the last one, and Stallone is still talking of more. Though... There is some cause for concern. Not counting the creeds, the last few films Sly has done has been less than stellar. Expendables 3 was a complete disaster. Escape Plan 2 and 3 were his first foray into the straight-to-DVD market, so one can worry if the quality will be there for Last Blood. But from all the trailers and all Sly has said about it on his posts and Instagram, I have faith that this is going to be a good conclusion to a genre-defined series that has inspired countless films and filmmakers and given fans an iconic character to enjoy. I cannot wait. I got my tickets for the five film marathon at the Alamo Draft House. Stallone is such a major inspiration and influence on my life and career. So getting to see all five Rambos on the big screen, that's, that's going to be something special.
So that's going to wrap it up for this special 40th Dimension episode. Next week is going to be so awesome with Last Blood finally releasing into theaters. If you have a chance to check it out, please let us know what you think in the comments on SoundCloud or on our page on Facebook or Instagram. Be sure to follow us on all the major podcast sites, our Facebook and Instagram page. And if you want to follow myself and see a little glimpse into my Blu-ray collection of films or action figures, give me a follow on Instagram at The Legendary Director. Thanks for listening, and you've now exited the Rambo Dimension. <laughs>